0: everybody, we are going to go deeper into our 21 day reset series. Um, Sunday we talked about um, the battle in our mind um, and how we face that and um, really just reset our thinking. Um, And so me and Pastor David are going to get a little bit deeper into just um, some of the things we talked about on Sunday. Uh, So I want to jump in with our first um, just question that we'll talk through and um, tell us a little bit about what the Bible says um, about the war in our minds.
1: Yeah, well, I'm so glad you could join us today, and I hope everybody's having an awesome day and an awesome week. And you know, wherever you find yourself when you're you're listening, we're just you know so thankful that you took time to listen in. So I really got a, a ton of feedback uh, after the message on Sunday, just from people who were you know learning and growing, and and really just some some real truth opened up to them in their thinking ab- about. About their minds and about their thoughts. So you know, one of the points I stressed at the beginning was how how vicious this war is um, for our thinking, for our mind in so many areas of our life. It's really intense, and it's because the enemy knows that that is really the the place where the battle happens. And when our thinking is straight, when our when our minds are right, it's really our our, our greatest advantage. It's the greatest strength we have. Is is having a thought life that is that is on track. So you know there are different scriptures that talk about uh, about the mind and a lot that kind of talk around the idea. Uh, the two key verses that I brought out Sunday, one was a passage from Romans and the other was a passage from 2 Corinthians. The one in Romans was talking about conformity to the to the world around us, and that's one of the greatest pressures that we face in keeping our thinking straight, is all of the signals, all of the messages that are going on around us, and our minds are just consciously and even subconsciously processing those things, and the pressure is always toward conformity with the world. And Paul's uh, encouragement and really admonition to, um, to the Christians in Rome was... Uh, Not just to not be conformed to the world, but it was to be an internal transformation that would happen in them that would then find its way to the outside. And that transformation happened in their thinking, in their mind. Um, Paul went on to say in 2 Corinthians, he talked to us about that we're in this world and that there's a battle going on. And again, without in the first part of the passage... Specifically, saying the battle was in the mind, the way he explains what the warfare is and what the weaponry is that we use in the war, he makes it clear that the battle is in the mind. And he talks about demolishing strongholds, destroying um, arguments, and, and the way that our mind can work against us, that we become very vigilant. In how we engage that, that warfare. So again, just um, it's enough to say at this point that Scripture is very clear that this is a, a real thing, and you don't have to be ashamed because you face this battle. You don't have to be embarrassed. The very best thing you can do is be honest about where your battle is and recognize that every other Christian is facing, in some, in, in some way or another, is facing the same kind of a battle.
0: Yeah, and so uh, something that you talked about on Sunday was um, the idea of a stronghold. Um, Can you give us a couple of examples of what a stronghold may be in our life, and how do we know um, if something actually is a stronghold?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really, really strong question. It helps us all just because, you know, we can read the passage and say destroy strongholds, but if we really don't know what we're dealing with, a stronghold is always a lie that the enemy is using to try to find, try to gain some kind of advantage to try to find some kind of a foothold or, or some, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it in a war terminology to really try to find a base of operation against us, a way to fight against us. Um, My working definition over a a long period of time, I call it a working definition because I've changed it some through the years. Uh, subtly changed it, but the, the definition I gave our, our church family on Sunday was this, that a stronghold is a way of thinking infused with hopelessness that causes us to accept as true something that we know is contrary to the Word of God. You know, um, how we identify where strongholds in our life might be is to look at um, our, our outlook on life. Or maybe even to have another person talk to us about, hey, how do you how do you see my approach to things? How do you see my um, to use that phrase, my my outlook on life? They might tell you some things that would help you. They might say something like, "Well, you just seem like you're worried a lot." You know, or it seems like a lot of times when we talk that that it comes out in the form of worry. Well, you, you would begin to realize then, hey, worry may be a stronghold um, in my life. Um, fear, um, things like doubt. A lot of times people just internalize doubts. But if you find yourself dealing a lot with with doubts, with questions about God and his faithfulness and his reality and those kinds of things, again, don't be ashamed of that. The devil would love for you to face doubt and then for you just to kind of hide it in a corner of your mind and always act like you don't have doubts. That's not the way you handle a stronghold. In order for you to be able to resist it, you've got to be able to name it. If you're, if you, if you can't, if you can't speak and say, Hey, I've, I've struggled with doubts. You're not really ready to, to deal with that, with that stronghold. So, um, doubt negativity, um, can be an outlook on life that is, is at, has at its core, a stronghold, you know, if you deal with things like a lot of insecurity, um, the way I talked about that on Sunday was an insecurity that finds itself reflected in a lot of seeking um, uh, approval, um, a people pleaser to a, to a fault, uh, and, and those kinds of things. A lot of times that's rooted in, in a stronghold in our life. Really, it's anything that we would make an idol out of in our life, that we would put it before a very sincere and authentic God-honoring life. Um that causes us to trust in something else. that kind of thing can be a stronghold.
0: Yeah, and so um, you said on Sunday in um, the most recent message from the series, um, something you said, your circumstances haven't made you who you are. Um, but what you've thought about your circumstances has. Um, and so I, that really just ties into strongholds, but um, and also just how the battle in our mind, um correlates to our surroundings and the outcomes in our life, tell us more, and just kind of go deeper into that thought of how um our outlook and um how those yeah. strongholds can affect how our surroundings impact us
1: yeah, and that's there's there's a lot to unpack there so so I'll, to try to express it in as in as um just straightforward and simple a way as I can, I think that um I know for me personally. That has been an area of battle through many, many years. The kind of thing the enemy would use against me is to look at my own circumstances, maybe my upbringing, my childhood, the situation with my my family of origin in, in terms of a broken home, a broken family, a divorced um, family, um, maybe even through Bible college years to go back that far to to bring in comparison and say, well, that you know those that guy comes from a pastor's home, his dad's you know well placed in the denomination. he can do well, but you can't do well because of that. to look at so so the enemy's always going to want you look looking at past circumstances that can't be changed. They they literally are what they are now. and he's wanting to define you by those fixed milestones in your life and cause you to think, my future is determined or imprisoned or held by those things that are circumstantially part of my past. And, and that's why I make the statement, your circumstances haven't made you, but what you've thought about your circumstances is what, is what makes us. So for myself, again, to personalize it, I've had to, so many times, just lean into the truth that, that no, my my life and my circumstances don't define me. God defines me, and what He has for me, He had for me when I was conceived in my mother's womb and he had a plan for my life. He had good works for me to to fulfill in his plan. and no one else's choices and quite frankly, in many cases, my own choices haven't changed God's plan for my life. He's always uh, looking to make a way for me to accomplish his accomplish his purpose. And, and so that's why I make the statement that, that right thinking, will always lead to right living in our life. The more we can correct the way we think, the more we can align the way we think around truth, around God's Word, around, around living in peace in our relationship with Him, experiencing the Father's love, the more that that, that, that just cultivates, nurtures an atmosphere where um, where right living happens. So, um, I made a bold statement when I said, look, if you're unable or unwilling to really dig into the way you think and, and, and see change there, then you just can really have very little expectation that the way you live is going to change this, this, it just doesn't work like that.
0: Gotcha. So, um, what's one thing that maybe as a next step, um, you know, because it can, um, it could be really, you know, thought-provoking to to think on these things, but it can kind of feel like you're just opening up a huge can of worms that you don't really know where to start mm-hmm. um, with with fixing things and with making an effort to reset thought patterns um, in the way that you've viewed the um, what's happened to you in your life. And so, um, what's one thing that um, anyone, um, no matter where they're at um, on the line of progress, could do um, to maybe recognize those things or to reset a thought pattern in their life?
1: Okay. I think the one that that I think stands out to me the most. Um, I mean, I can go several directions with with that response, but I think the one I want to try to unpack a little bit more than I did on Sunday, um, for the purpose of making sure that I, I'm really clear, is is the one that that um, the the point that I shared with you that that we should start looking inside more than outside for change to happen. Now, by by saying that, first of all, we, we should put it in context to the entire message and our and our absolute dependence on the Lord and on His Word, and the life that comes from Him. So, when I say start looking inside more than outside, I think sometimes in areas of our life where we're we're battling, and the motivation can be different. Sometimes we're motivated by, you know. Um, just, um, feel a a feeling of, of being maybe a little pitiful or helpless that we need something externally. We need someone who can come in and, you know, help us take us under their wing, nothing wrong with that happening. But when I put my hope in that, then I take the burden off of myself. It's easy then to shift the blame for where I am on the outside rather than, on me taking responsibility for myself and again i'm not talking about this rugged individualism i can do this i'll pull myself up by my bootstraps no it's just what i'm what i'm trying to say is what i believe that paul was saying in romans 12 this is where i kind of had a little fun sunday talking about you know, um diagramming the the verse uh, in you know if we were in english class we would recognize that Romans 12, 2, has an implied subject, you. you. You make a choice not to be conformed to the world around you. So I'm not looking around me for hope, strength, life, encouragement, but I'm being transformed. It says you be transformed by renewal of your mind. So only I can make that choice to have a renewed mind. To I, Only I can make the choice to say, I'm going to live from some different mindsets, some s- different ideals, some different um, attitudes in my life. And from that, I'm going to find what God's perfect will is for my daily life, for what He wants for me. So I'm not looking and, I, and I'm so thankful for all the people in my life, all the friends, all the the people at celebration and and in my family that that are close to me that are that are support network around my life in walking with the Lord. But when it comes right down to it, um if I'm going to get this right, I can't wait on someone else to be my hero. I've got to to before the Lord live my life in a way to where I take responsibility for where I'm going in my thoughts, and in my life, and not blaming anybody else.
0: Oh, that's so good. And um, I just know it applies to it applies to all of us. Um, no matter where we feel like we're at, there's something in our, our life that we need to do that with, most likely. And so um, for some people where the progress may feel slow, how would you encourage someone to enjoy the process, enjoy that um, it's not just an overnight thing a lot of times, to reset um, thought patterns that have you know, made a way in your life, maybe for years or decades. Um, So how would you just encourage someone to enjoy the process of transformation?
1: Well, so many times in our life, especially when something has created some negative circumstances and consequences, some outcomes that, that are less than enjoyable, less than desirable in our life, we don't really want to hear about process. We want to hear about a quick fix. And so I would I would just encourage you by saying that the vast majority of people who, you know, and certainly I can speak for myself, the the vast majority of people that I know that are here, their stories. And I mean, this is a regular occurrence for me as a pastor. They speak to a process in their life. Um, We come to understand that change takes time in our life. Uh, we have to remember in these moments, as much as we would like for once we become committed to change and transformation, as much as we would like for it to happen overnight, we have to realize that that transformation, scripturally, the definition is the uh, is is a word that w- it's it's the word where we get our word metamorphosis or metamorphosis where where change is a process of of happening. So remember you didn't get where you are overnight. And in many cases, even though redemption and salvation is instantaneous when you when you come to Christ and surrender to Him, sometimes there's some unpacking to do in our life and particularly in our thought life to come to that place where we we walk in in total victory. So 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 trusting the process in your life, uh, recognizing that when God sees you, uh, on the one hand, He sees you complete in Him, but He's not impatient with you where you are. Um, God is an eternal God, so He sees the end from the beginning. He sees where you can be. He sees what He's designed you for, what He's planned you for, but He's not impatient with you where you are today. And he, he, he wants your diligence. He wants your commitment. We are disciples. We are followers of Christ. We pursue Him. If, if you don't want to do any of that, then you don't really even want to be a Christian. I mean, sincerely. But, 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 but again, assuming that you're, you're committed, your desire is to be diligent, you must understand that takes a little time. I love Philippians 1.6. I love when I come across it in a devotion or hear it in a message. It always speaks to me. It says this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We can be assured that one day we're going to be in the presence of the Lord. We're going to be perfect. Um, We're we're everything that, that lacked um, clarity here that didn't make sense on this side of heaven and this side of eternity um, will in an instant be made perfect. And we can trust that if we'll walk this road with Jesus and serve Him, that over time that our, our walk with Him becomes more real, more alive. Our desire for Him to work in us um, grows deeper inside of us. And we can trust that he's faithful till the very end in our life. Um, Don't get impatient with something that God is not impatient with. And he loves you. He sees you. He knows you. He cares about you. Let me take a minute and just pray with you right now. And I want to pray from our theme verse uh, for this series. So I'm going to pray from Isaiah 40, 31. Jesus, I thank you today that you have made a promise to us that when we put our trust in you, when we wait expectantly for you, God, when we, when we truly don't look at circumstances around us, we don't look for answers around us, but we say, God, if I'm going to be helped, you're going to help me. If I'm going to change, um, it's going to be you that works that change in me. So, God, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to look to you. you we, you've made us a promise that we'll find strength in you, that our strength will be renewed. God, I pray for people today that are answering the call, God, to this message. But Lord, they're struggling. I ask, Lord, that you would help them to know that they will rise on the wings like eagles. They they will rise, Lord, that they will they're gonna move forward. Um, God, you're going to elevate uh, them as they trust in you. God, I thank you that they can run, Lord, the, the race that is in front of them and not get weary. God, that there's a patience to the race. We're in a marathon, not in a 100-meter dash here. We're, we're in a marathon. We're in this till the end. And we ask you, Lord, to, to help us to not uh, to, to be able to run without getting weary. And Lord, to walk and to not grow weak, I pray, Lord, that that is happening in our lives as we as we keep our faith and our trust completely in You. Lord, be with our, be with our people today. Everyone listening today, God, just keep Your hand upon them, bless their lives, um, be near to them as they trust in You. We pray it today in Jesus' name. Amen.